Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of that family-friendly, somewhat influential, not quite educational, inspirational, gravitational, lunchtime brunch time, acoustic hell ride known as the Jay and Rob Toy Show. I am Rob McGallum, and I don't do this alone, and I won't do this alone. Allow me to bring in my comrade. I'd love to just sit here and click a button, put up a video, and tell you what's wrong with my childhood with maybe one edit or two. But, you know, I care more about you than that. So let me introduce to you the man who's going to bring it all together. Make you feel like Graceland one more time this week. Here is Elvis J. Presley. I had a great intro. Uh, you say the acoustic brunch. Um, I, a photo popped up in my timeline the other day, and it was you and me at Poacher's Arms when we went to see our friend Glenn, our good buddy Glenn, play. And he went for a break, and we <laughs> you picked up the guitar, and I picked up the bongos, and we played Skid Row. That picture, I don't even know who took that photo. That was from like 2015, I think. Nice. Very that was, nice. That was pretty nice. cool. Hey, what's going on, everyone in chat? Thanks Look for Look at everyone us. in chat. You know what, Jay? I got to tell you, we've been live now over two minutes. I see a lot of names in chat. I see uh, Luneth Spark. I see uh, Nathan from 20, 35,000 feet up in the air. He's on his way to Portland for faking filmation. I see our good friend Ryan. I see articulated Chad. Good morning. Great Saturday, you guys. Hope everybody else is doing. Silver Knight Kyle has made. Uh, in appearance, we got Hugo, of course, we got Cactus Jamie, but I don't see that staple commenter who's good for one, at least one hello and hi. And that is, of course, Lisa. What's the deal? I don't know. I have no idea, to be honest right, with well, you. Well, but that's a good time. It's good to see the regulars, and it's good to see some new faces. So thanks, well, everyone, for coming. Well, this is... In. This is the added benefit of trying to go live on a different day. I, I do miss the Wednesday night time slot. I do like the acoustic brunch hell ride, whatever gravitational hell ride, whatever I said at the beginning. I like this time slot as well. <clears throat> you get a little bit of both. I'm sure we'll change again. Uh, at some point, we will go live regularly on Thursday at 10.23 a.m. That might we should be do a like a thing. 3 a.m. late night dolly launch. Lunch. There you go. Fest. What are we going to do? Yeah, Dolly Launch Lunch Fest. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we're going to talk about something being trash or treasure today. That's such a clickbait headline. I apologize. This is the best my brain could come up with. We're going to be discussing lesser-known toy lines and the appeal, the fate of them, why they became lesser-known, and, and all that. But, of course, we've got lots to talk about, including our icebreaker, which is uh, brought to you by our sponsors. Big Bad Toy Stores, Heroes Comics in London, Ontario, of course. Mock Masters, if you want to have some protective clamshells to keep your Clam. dollies, keep your dollies clean and safe and looking minty, you got to go to Mock Masters. And if you want some ironic t-shirts by some cool pop culture, pop culture illustrators, my goodness, then go to Retro Rags Limited. They got all that kind of stuff. Nathan's landing, so he's got to go. Nathan, get to work already. Jeez, come on now. Come on now. Uh, Jay, the icebreaker this week. It's a doozy. Mm -hmm. How would you combine all the toys that we collectively love into a video game? Video games and toys have had a lot of ups and downs. There's been Amiibos. There's been Disney Infinity. 
there's been stuff that has nothing to do with some sort of physical artifact. Uh, there's been stuff like Marvel vs. Capcom where we've seen our favorite comic book heroes, you know, meet into a brawl or even stuff like DC Injustice. But what would be your way of combining all our toys and all our IPs? Let's assume there's no licensing issues and there's no budget issues. What's just the core concept that you want to see get woven together? I would say a fighter, a fighting game yeah. for sure. You know, like the one we used to play when we were kids, right? I think that's that makes the most sense. I would like a, a you know a big World of Warcraft kind of thing where, sure. but I mean, if programming wasn't an issue and t- time to make a game wasn't an issue, something like that would take twenty years to make. But um, I think ultimately a fighting game would probably work the best, right? And you could always have like DLC until the cows came home. Hundred percent. That's fair. That's fair. I I would like to see some sort of adventure game that really takes you like from world to world, almost like a Kingdom's Hearts. I think mm. dipping in and out. I guess that would be my take on. It. I don't know what that would be that would incorporate so many different varied lines, but they're all kind of similar, or at least I think you could get enough of them similar. Even if it was like a Turtles in Time side scrolling beat 'em up. We're going to different sections with different uh, kind of assist partners from side to side. That's yeah, like, I think that could be kind of cool. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that would be good. Uh, like an X Men four player Konami uh, co op thing. Yeah, that would be great. The old school Capcom beat 'em ups are some of the best. I mean, Final Fight is still one of the greatest games of of all time. He's just so insanely fun. Have um, you seen? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and and to take that formula and put in pretty much any character you wanted within reason. I mean, no Galactus or anything like that, but uh, it would be really cool. It'd be really cool. Have you seen the new, uh, the two new turtle offerings that are coming our way? The retro anniversary collection. I think it's called the Cowabunga something or other, where it's every single turtle game from the past, like from the retro yeah. days. So the the NES ones. Uh, the Super Nintendo, the Hyperstone Heist from Genesis, the Game Boy games. There's like 13 of them bundled for 40 bucks, I think. And then there's a new uh, game in the vein of Turtles in Time or Arcade, yeah. however you want to look at it, uh, called Shredder's Revenge with all the original voice actors from the 88 cartoon. Have you seen any of those? Yeah, I've seen like early stuff, not anything recently, but I knew <laughs> I was aware that I was coming. Um, it's cool. I mean, the first Turtles arcade game, even Turtles in Time, those games are, are classics. And uh, Konami, much like Capcom, you know, had the same engine and just put a different paint job on probably 10 of these games, which we were just fine with as kids because they're all super fun. Yeah, um, Simpsons, sure. X-Men, Avengers, Turtles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Simpsons and X-Men, exactly what you just said. They're all the exact same game. Turtles, yeah, just a different paint job. But that was fine. You know, I mean, ten dollars later, you finally beat the game. I remember getting a roll of quarters. Mom giving me a roll of quarters and going into Wizard Arcade, and you felt you felt like you were a king, man. A roll of quarters, yeah, so cool. That would last you, depending. I don't know. Those beat 'em ups were designed for you to 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 die, right? I mean, there's unblockable stuff. There's stuff you can't avoid, but last you about half hour. I'd say forty minutes. Roll of quarters last you a good five minutes. I was I was sinking loonies, the Canadian one dollar coin, into Daytona machines endlessly. Daytona. Yeah, but I knew if I had favorite, twenty yeah. bucks, 
I knew if I had 20 bucks, I could play D- Daytona and have a really good feel of it for a whole week, whether I was racing somebody else or, or not. And I remember this one time I went to an arcade in Windsor, Ontario, and they had eight Daytona machines networked. And now that was super fun to have, like, basically all local individual machines. Just that was the best for me. I, That's what I love. I'm trying to remember why you didn't get a Saturn. I can't remember. Because I was the, I, I was a child. I was like 14 when it came out, 95. so I didn't exactly have disposable income. You didn't have. You didn't ask for it for Christmas or any of that stuff. Oh no 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 no! I, the way that my household worked is you, you were given one video game console and that was it. Oh yeah, didn't matter. So I think I've told the story how I got an NES and then years later my brother got a Super Nintendo, and so that was his one console that my grandparents got him and I got mine and that was forever i only got a genesis because my dad had given it to me for my birthday but that was it i was envious of your your uh saturn it was awesome i remember at one point you even had it hooked up in your kitchen your oh, dude street, my my like my peak not including nintendo quest my peak of video game just insanity and enthusiasm would have been 95 96 i remember my buddy james oh. and I, I i we worked at a a video game store called Microplay in Canada here. And I remember us taking a trip to diehard video games in Michigan, which seemed like the other side of the world. And I got a Japanese Saturn. Remember mine was beige, the Japanese one back in, back in the day, the Japanese systems used to be different and it was so cool. And they would also come out months before we got them in American Canada here. I remember getting the Japanese Saturn with virtual fighter and Daytona. And it was just heaven. But yeah. I do remember, honestly, and this is the honest truth. I remember booting up Daytona and being disappointed. Like, it was good, but I expected, like, exactly like the arcade. And it, it wasn't. Well, Didn't you're be- obviously not in the arcade, though, too, right? No, you're I not, don't like, even mean the wheel. I mean, just the graphics, right? Like, I know, it, but it it's didn't different. didn't look as good. I was like, ah. It's different. It yeah. was bang on for the Dreamcast, though, which was a, a console that, that I had. Yeah. Oh, it's so perfect. weird. That game is so great. It's so simple. Like it's yep. so basic, but it's just so fun. And, and that joins, you know, great games like uh, Sonic All Star Racing is a fantastic card oh, yeah. game. But you can tell it uses the uh, Daytona engine. Yeah, everything is 100%. gigantic in it. It just I like it better than Mario Kart. That's that's me. And I like this the follow up Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed, which yeah. did the, the transforming cart. Like a year or two before Mario Kart did the switch between all the different modes. And the best, you know, the best part, man, you know it. You get to be Alex Kidd. That's freaking amazing. That's your, oh, of course, that's your favorite, right? But uh, yeah, the long lost. But all those Sega characters, tons of deep cuts, man. Burning Rangers. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. And those other guys. (laughs) And uh, all the classic Sega guys, like. The guy I, feel, I can't remember if the there's Skies of Arcadia characters in that or not. I can't remember if there's um ah oh, there's what is it uh what's that dance game? Not DDR or Channel Five? Oh yeah, Space Channel Five. Space Channel Five, and there's uh Fantasy Star Online stuff. There's Super Monkey Ball, I think. Yeah, the Samba. I can't. I can't ever pronounce. Yeah, it. Samba, Samba Amigo, Amigo or whatever. Yeah, that. Yeah, that, uh, guys. I, there was a lot of cool characters, but Alex Kidd. I I can't remember if Wonder Boy was in it. I can't remember, but I remember being able to be Alex Kidd, and that was the first time we'd seen Alex Kidd since the Genesis. So yeah, I you were super super stoked, man. And uh, yeah, I wish I had that game still. 
Damn. Look at this. We've spent 10 minutes of our show talking about video games. This is a toy show. I guess video games are toys. Uh, in that time, uh, Cindy has joined us. Hey, Cindy. Happy Saturday. Your plan to get Nathan out of the house has clearly worked. Way to go. Upstate Johnny has joined us as well. Finally made it. What's shaking on your trash and treasures, kids? And he says, and a good cheers in order for hitting your Kickstarter initial goal, which uh, brings us to a little bit of the housekeeping. And that's an auction update and Kickstarter update. So, Jay, let's start with the auction update. What uh, what has sold and, and what's listed now? Uh, well, we shot again the other day. Well, yeah, that's that happened too. Wow, we, that we felt still like a have we still have some filming to do, but we did shoot the other day, and it was the last day of the last auction, which was the Masters of the Universe Eternia Holy Grail playset, and it was great. I can't. Well, I guess I'm not going to say anything. You can disclose whatever you want to talk about that shoot, but. Uh, it was really great. It was exciting, and the uh, the playset is being picked up uh, tomorrow from my house here. And that is that's it. That's the last of it. It's cool. It's cool. And uh, I know you know uh, Sectars had some stumbling issues for your general Spydrax, but we've already have have a lead on that now as well. And there's still some more donations to liquidate. And once all that stuff's done, we'll be able to kind of tidy up the last episode of the series like you mentioned there's probably one more afternoon of shooting that we've got to do a little yeah. bit of you know reflective thoughts and forecasting to what could happen next and just kind of what does it all mean man what does it all mean but yeah thank you everybody for the last 11 weeks for uh participating for forbidding for following along as we've you know done like auctions non-stop I, it's it's so strange how quickly time flies week after week because I remember when we set it up I thought wow we've got like three months of this stuff to go through before it's done oh, it feels I know. like an eternity yeah. yeah and here we are yeah the 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 lovely ladies at the post office near my house got to know me quite well going in the same time every week shipping stuff off um, <laughs> speaking of shipping stuff off we got upstate Johnny who won a couple of the auctions. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's always sad. It's the second time we've done this now. And it's it's great because the number we raised, we'll talk about that whenever you're ready. Um, that's great. Um, but it's sad, you know, it's sad to see the stuff go because you and I have, we have a connection to, the, to this, obviously, because it was the stuff featured in season two. So uh, I'm glad it's all going to a really good, really good homes and uh, joining other people's collections. So that's great. Yeah, does it feel like it's over yet or does it feel like it's still lingering? When when does it feel like you're finally done with this stuff? I know we've got I'm going to say it's an hour of filming if that. It's not going to be long. This last session never is, but does it feel like it's yeah. over yet? Uh, yeah, I mean my spare room in my house is what has been housing all of the auction items and to see the barge no longer there um eternia is down here i have to pack that up today um yeah and all, all the other smaller items are all gone it's 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 yeah i mean i people forget you know i house this stuff for a good half year maybe more and it's like i don't go and look at it every day but it's still like i feel like it's a part of it's part of us right but it'll forever be immortalized in uh season two which by the way right now you can go on kickstarter if you want the blu-ray rob take it away well i just happened to have the tab all set up that I, that we can showcase where we're at and uh, as upstate johnny had 
uh, indicated, and I'll bring his comment up once more. We managed to hit our initial Kickstarter goal of five thousand U.S. dollars. And for everybody watching, I'm browsing Woo-hoo. in Canada, which is why it's like that. So it's sixty-four hundred of, of five thousand U.S. or eighty-two of sixty-four Canadian. And we managed to hit our goal in like two and a half days. I exciting is is one word for it. I think everybody seems to be responding well to the trailer, which is super cool. Uh, it's been nice to share some footage, other than just talking about it and i know i did a kickstarter overview uh, a little over a week ago where we kind of snuck it in there but cool to kind of actually have it out there and people sharing it and it's on facebook now it's on youtube separately from the overview and of course it's on kickstarter and i mean the support is is saying a lot like i said we're at uh 6400 or so which is pretty great after only four days considering season one only did like eleven thousand total so we're already yeah. almost halfway there and we've got most of our campaign left to go three weeks. So in three weeks time, we'll count down the final minutes live on the Jane Rob toy show, the acoustic gravitational hell ride edition and see what we end up at. Of course, now we've got two stretch goals in sight and that's for toy room tours, which we've shot, including Jay's and uh mini kind of episode. Well, mini quest of six episodes. So it'd be just like, it's kind of like season 2.5 or season three, maybe depending on what we decide to do. But six more episodes are up for possibility. If we hit 30,000 US dollars, we'll find a way to make that happen. Uh, And the way that that gets happening is if uh, you become a backer today, quite simply, you know, it costs 10 bucks to get a a copy of this uh, season two right here, 10 bucks, you get it before it's going to be broadcast anywhere. Right now, we only have plans to broadcast it in Canada. It may not broadcast in the U.S. until much, much later. I know for season one, it didn't broadcast in the U.S. until like seven or eight months after Canada. So it was like the summer of 2020 versus like the fall of 2019, I think, or 2020 and then 2021, whatever it was. Um, It was like seven months, which is a big gap. So if you want to be in on it, before broadcast anywhere week by week we will roll out the episodes and be able to talk with everybody about what happens and and go from there of course we've got bonus materials as well if you want to up your pledge to 19 dollars, you get copies of the jane one rob toy show season one and season two digitally digital bonus materials of course from season two of afa and and it just goes on from there uh dvds blu-rays uh signed disc art uh we are doing basically separate add-ons if you want jay and i to sign it we're going to produce some alternate art, which I can showcase down here. It's right there. So you will get an additional disc jacket that is separate and loose from the case that you purchase, whether it's DVD or Blu-ray, and we will sign it so you can have that. Do what you want with it. Frame it. Put it over top of the other <laughs> one. That's great. Yeah. I didn't see that before. We both come with pizza, which yeah. was literally the only thing that fueled us. <laughs> literally. Well, I love that I've got like a, a camera that looks like a gun, too. Like... <laughs> That's yeah, like it was, Scoop. I think uh, Jeremy did that. I think uh, it looks like Scoops from G.I. Joe. because it was Or it's like, like April O'Neil. I, I yeah, can't remember the reference that's probably more likely April's, yes. And then, what of course, you've got... just a box of toys? That would... No, there's some specific dollies in there. You'll have to get You'll have to get this to see what it is. Even I'll Jay make sure know. I put my pledge in. I hope you do. I hope you do. And, of course, you get two posters if you want as add-ons. And then we also still have a few Season 1 
DVDs and Blu-rays available, but not much. Here it is. Oh, looks like I got to update this. Well, that's embarrassing. I got to unlock this one. But say la vie. So that's that. Kickstarter is doing well. I uh, yeah. I appreciate all the support, guys. Please share. It's a it's a matter of sharing at this point. Quite frankly, we, you know we know our core backers that tune in every week to our show and that interact with us on a frequent basis. A lot of you guys have, you know, plunked down your cash. You're excited for it just because you believe in it and the cause. So uh, thank you for all that. And if you can share it with everybody, you know, your podcasts, your other pages, your other stream channels, all that stuff, that's what helps uh, get this to the stretch goals. Any other thoughts on where we're at with that? Exciting stuff, really. And you said there's still a couple of the thousand dollar tiers left. One is gone, but... One is gone. That means there's three, and there's three toy hunting tiers gone too. So the toy hunt comes with the executive producer tier, which is a thousand bucks, and I did a separate toy hunting tier for five hundred bucks, uh, which still comes with an associate producer credit and, and all wow, that. Yeah. So look at look at this articulated Chad. I went a little nuts on the add-on items for the tier I pledged. I got the Blu-ray and DVD signed jacket when I never even got a DVD. So he's just going to get the piece of paper, folks. And to be <laughs> frank. We did that on purpose. I wanted to make sure that if somebody just wanted like the digital bonus edition or whatever, they could have everything digitally, but they wanted something that was physical. I think for 10 bucks or whatever, you get like the disc jacket that Jay and I will sign. So yeah, the yeah. shipping is a lot lower and you know, it's easier to get to you and, and maintain and all that. So, so yeah, you have an opportunity to still come on the hunt with Jay and I. And, and let me tell you, you know, like it, it's, it, it's fun. I mean, to, us two idiots get together, you know, lots of fun stuff happens. And then you put a camera, you know, in front of us or me in front of the camera and him behind it, which I think is even worse. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. So, yeah, you guys, uh, you know, I want to see you guys come along with us and kind of see what it's like to, uh, I guess, what do we call it, shop under pressure? I mean, we don't even know what we're going to do. We might just do like a regular hunt there. And we might hang out. There might not be cameras, of course, if we can capture it. It would be way better than not capturing it. Sure. No. Yeah. All depends yeah. on how we do. Yeah. Vicman De, De Santiago wants to know: Do you send the Blu-ray internationally? Yes, of course we do, and it is region free, so you don't have to worry about those pesky, oh, wonderful, pesky region codes. You can play them anywhere in the world. They're region zero, and our downloads are DRM free as well. As long as you have a Vimeo account, everything will be saved in your library, and you can download it and check it out and enjoy it. So word. That's that. Uh, you wanted to... Oh, man. Before we get to Trash or Treasure. Got a confession, my friend. I'm your fool? No, I got a confession. What? You can be my fool, though. <laughs> uh, most of the week, I think all of the week, I didn't look at Big Bad Toy Store at all, or Entertainment Earth, or... Or... Any toy sites. And okay. you know what? I and you know what? I was okay. I, I made it through the week. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't have to scratch an itch. I it wasn't until yeah. I think Friday afternoon. Was that, that when pulse uh, the pulse thing happened or No, no, I didn't. I got emails about that, but I didn't look. Uh Friday afternoon I was I think <laughs> posting Keep your eyes <laughs> shut. <laughs> Can't look at the toys. Don't do it, please. Uh Friday afternoon I saw something posted on Facebook because I was spreading the word about the Kickstarter. And uh, what, what did you do, Ray? Well, I looked at Big Bad Toy Story again and I saw something. And, you know, I thought I was okay. I didn't feel the pull. 
Do I have to make a video about this after? I feel like, you know, (laughs) nobody's wrecked my childhood. Nobody's done anything wrong. (laughs) Hasbro, why have you wrecked my childhood with your no window packaging? Why why (laughs) can't you show me the thing I want to buy? I never never said at all during that video. Hasbro, Hasbro, you make $1.5 billion a year and you keep making money. Everybody is still employed and you can't show me the dolly I need on my shelf? No, you can't. Just plunk the money down and shut up and you may get a figure with his head off, but whatever. Mother Earth will understand if I need something to buy i will donate separately to grow a tree if i can see my go. action dollar earth here, here, you want to you want to save the planet shrink the figure down to three inch again please and then we could get vehicles for joe's that would be nice they have those jay the retro releases at walmart you love the sky striker that's three hundred dollars yeah. and, and you've got you've got the uh the reaction figures those are three inches too right i said vehicles you got some vehicles coming. You got that sled from Super Seven. Oh, That's I've a vehicle. Seen it. I don't have it. I didn't buy yeah, it. You do. Oh, yeah, you do. You got it, man. You the got dog, that $80 dude, dog sled. The, dog, the dogs in that thing look like they're like Lego dogs. <laughs> they were ported over from the stop motion Rudolph cartoon by Rankin Bass. Oh, here I'm good. You're good. Okay. Buddy. Well, the truth is. Okay, what did you do? Let's out with it. I, it's It's not that simple, frankly. It's just. I just, I I made a purchase. I bought a dolly. Oh, you're bringing it up. I'm bringing it up. I see your eyes freaking squirrely. Oh, you got it. That's awesome. So, yeah, you showed. You texted me that. Is that the Mezco one, right? This is the Mezco one yeah. twelve collective Doctor Doom. But that's your that's your guy though. It's that's the, my guy. I gotta have guy. more Doctor Dooms. It's not that I have. I don't have enough yet. I gotta have more Doctor Doom. Each That's one is the, more defended than the liar, cheater, last. thief, uh, stealing, power, liar, Doctor Doom. It's, I'm just, I don't know what to say. Look at another computer. Those Fantastic Fours is out of the gun. Look at this. Mesco, Mesco is great. Yeah. Um, they are somewhere in between Ultimates and Hot Toys. I agree. Right middle and uh, they're fan. I have three. They're incredibly. Uh, they're they're just incredible figures. So this is 155 US. There's a 10 percent non refundable down payment, which I think keeps people honest, and that's okay. This is what really sold me, other than it being Mezco and the wicked, you know, uh, legacy they have with figures. I've got a Freddy and a Jason. <laughs> uh, the four horsemen teamed up with mezco and designed this and well most of it they didn't do one or two of the accessories so you know the four horsemen are pretty okay in my books yeah the fact that they're teaming up with mezco for one of my favorite superhero villains if not my favorite is pretty fantastic dr dad but you know the problem right here's here's the problem then i start looking at other mezco figures i'm like oh it's kind of pricey at 155 and i look at dark side and it's like oh it's 180 but look at this cyclops it's pretty cool or look at this cable or this snake eyes or or this cyclops looks really cool it's only 100 bucks and this cable looks really cool too and then i look at you know the batman from the batman it looks pretty cool as a mezco figure jay i don't know it's like you get sucked back in so easily when you allow yourself that one little inch for that thing that you love and then you see other things that are equally as cool yeah i got it's um, a slope 
actually it was from ebay but it was brand new i got the uh it was last year i got daredevil from the show like with the blindfold just with the black mask right and that was a lot more than that but of course it was ebay and i also got the regular daredevil and the punisher from the show and they were about that price too but as soon as i opened them i was like wow because i have the john bernthal marvel legends so yeah, i compared yeah. the two and you really get what you pay for because the Mezco one just crushes it. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I was I've been thinking about it a lot, and I and I don't care if I lose the fifteen dollars if I were to change my mind. Like I was trying to talk myself out of it after, you know, like lesson learned, fifteen bucks gone. Eh, not the greatest thing, but like you said, it's better than an ultimate. Would I rather have three ultimates versus one of these? And like, well, it, it's not an either or. I think because if there's three ultimates that are great, then sure. But I've already not committed to getting every single turtle ultimate or every single disney ultimate well i think so what else am it, i getting you gotta look at it more like in a case of like it being your favorite villain or your favorite hero i think you're allowed to treat yourself you're allowed to go sure. out of those boundaries right but i've already got the marvel legends doom from like a year and a half ago or whatever and it's a yeah. fantastic interpretation of of the figure and i've got the retro throwback packaging with the cloth cape as well and that's a great version. Of course, I've got the Secret Wars version. I actually got a uh, a fairly one in good condition from our good buddy Scott Wad. And then there's the Toy Biz one, which I really don't like for Marvel superheroes because he's so stiff and he's got the weird twirling wrist. He's and dumb. Silver yeah. Silver Knight Kyle, I don't have the 10 inch one. I wasn't aware of that. If you want to send me something after the fact, I'd love to see it. I don't have Marvel Universe Doctor Doom. Uh, so that would be one on the checklist. But I think I'm allowed to have a fourth or fifth Dr. Doom. And you like, like, like whatever you say, want, my friend. Like we you're said, no, I got to justify it, right? Because I, I'm on everybody for, you know, how many Luke Skywalkers you might have or how many Storm Shadows or how many Leonardo or Ninja Turtle sets do I need? Or, yeah. I mean, I have 45 Batmans or whatever stupid number it is. And it's a little too much. It really is. So what's well, the threshold I mean, and, and what's, what's the, what's the motivation to get yet another one? Did you get the Doctor Doom? I and I, it was the it was one of the last waves in Legends where they all kind of no, no, he's where he's not white. No, I didn't get the white the one. The white one, I didn't like that one at all, and I probably because I don't know what story that's from. Even the Red Skull on that, I didn't like. I was just like, I didn't like that whole wave. It's the same figure, just not in traditional colors. And I again, I don't know the story as much of a as as I'm a fan of it. There's so many iterations of stories out oh, there. Oh, right? of course, yeah. Up, so. yeah. Which is also the fun because I'm sure I'll read it and they'll be like, oh, I gotta get it. Just like the Obsidian Silver Surfer with the Thor's hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't beat yourself up too much. You still have I just can't believe I'm buying it. toys again. Why am I buying toys? Wow. Has, Hasbro has my money. Mezco, Mezco has your my childhood. money. When you get the package and you can't see them, ruin it. I know. I know. I'm buying stuff I can't see. Why am I buying things big, that I can't see? This is your big see? bad. With that chair you're sitting at, it looks like your your big bad therapy session for Saturday afternoon. <laughs> you know I'm what? your therapist. Dr. I'm going to buy Dr. a new Madeline. kind of shelf. I'm going to buy a new kind of shelf. It's going to be a shelf, but when the figures are on there, I'm just going to shut a door so I can't see anything. I'll know that they're behind it, but I, I, no more will I look at figures. Yeah. Everything is just going to be closed off. In fact, I'm just going to punch a hole in the wall and throw figures inside. Here you go. Feel good. For, for my video, one point where I was complaining about Hasbro's no window, one point I forgot to completely bring up, and I don't think we brought this up uh, last week either, 
was think about the inbox only collector. Think about like our buddy Pete, who just. Oh, we collect. talked about that. Did we, we talk about, about that? that? Yeah, about like, displaying it up and video putting it on the wall. Like, wow, you're yeah. really yeah. That's right, we did. Like at least NECA, you can open the the flap if you want, or you can keep it shut. But to not even have that option, if you're an inbox collector, I mean, you're you're like you're done. Like, how could you want to keep collecting? That that yeah. really really sucks. But anyway, I don't want to collect. I want to burn everything. I hate this hobby. So, Good night, folks. Good night, folks. Uh, let's talk about trash and treasure. And you kind of brought this up to me because a few hours ago, I'm like, hey, what do you want to talk about today? And you're like, let's talk about lesser known lines. And I thought, well, one way we could come at it is, you know, defining it and what makes it lesser known, of course. Uh, but also just trying to figure out what worked and what didn't work from those lines. You know, yeah. so uh, from the beginning, how would you define something that's that's lesser known or smaller in scope? Well, the sheer number of figures in the line, I think, would be the biggest defining attribute. So, uh, you know, Sectars has nine characters, nine figures. That's it, right? That's a small line. Brave Star has under 10. That's a small line. That That's the first, uh, like Star Trek, the motion picture. That's another one that we can talk about that has, you know, the bridge crew. And then there's some aliens that only came out in Europe. Uh, that's a small line. So anything like that. And despite it being Star Trek, it was a complete failure. Not yeah. the Mego Star Trek, the Mego 3.75 motion picture ones, just a complete disaster. So that's how I would define it. Yeah. So that's interesting because I didn't necessarily think about quantity when trying to determine if it was a lesser known line. I was thinking more stuff that was lesser known because it wasn't tied to a major piece of media. But, but it's it's hard to argue with what you're saying. Like you look at something like Clash of the Titans, right? Like there's what five figures in the Kraken and the Pegasus. There's four figures in the Kraken and the Pegasus. There's only four. Okay, there's four two figures. two bad guys and two good guys, and yeah. that's it. And then you have Pegasus and the Kraken. And of course, it was a pretty big movie at the time. Uh, the line did okay for Mattel. It didn't make them a ton of cash. There was a lot but, of stuff planned for it. There was the, you know, the 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 Palatoid Death Star mold has been pitched a million different ways to a million different IPs. And Clash of the Titans was going to get a Calabas's Lair playset, and it never came out. Um, that was one, and you know what a huge fan I am of that movie. It's one of my favorite films. I'm really surprised that one failed, given the whole early 80s Dungeons and Dragons craze that took off. And that film, I think, you know better than I would box office wise, but I think it did well. It did okay. Yeah. But the problem is with like so many toy properties that were based on movies, at least before 1982, you can only really market it up to the release because there wasn't even home video at that time. Right, so you can plan a toy yeah. line around it. It's hard to keep it going when you don't have that media tie-in like you would with a cartoon where every week or every day there's a new episode that can get people yeah. excited and you can plant new characters. So that being said, with the Mattel Clash of the Titans, now now is this where we say trash or treasure? And we gonna you say and then I say what I think? I don't, uh, do it? I, I don't have that that point until the very end i was just i just had a bunch of broad questions and kind of topics but if you want to talk about trash or treasure at this point we can so yeah I've, i i mean i can i have a bunch of examples of toy lines that we can talk about 
Uh, so we just discussed that one. For that one, uh, I always thought it was a treasure. Um, I don't remember. I, I knew a bunch of kids who had that stuff, and at no point were we ever bored with Clash of the Titans. There, there's some toy lines that we'll talk about that really didn't make sense even back then when I was a kid. But I think Clash of the Titans is a treasure. And now, fast forward to today's market, those figures are worth a small fortune, right? Yeah, if we, I mean, assuming we can't say it's neither trash nor treasure, just like it is what it is, I would have to lean towards treasure on that one too. That Kraken alone is really cool. And seeing the Pegasus that you scored yeah. while we made season two, like that's a cool piece in, in and of itself. And I could, you know, I would want to play with those toys. There's nothing wrong with any way, you know, any way, uh, anything about their design or how they play at all. There was definitely room for growth. There was definitely a multitude of characters that they still could have uh, dipped in at least for a second wave, but it never got that far. It just didn't. Yeah, I so, mean, I love Greek and Roman mythology. Yeah, uh, I'll be curious to see if there's a line that comes out for Percy Jackson, given that Disney Plus is rebooting that. There was two films that came mm. out uh, very much like a Harry Potter type uh, story, but said in Greek and Roman a mythology and now it's being rebooted a series so it's the perfect cool. kind of thing to like tie a figure series to because you have core characters lots of different stories missions you know mythology so it would be a good uh, bundle i let me let me ask you this with these lesser known lines is it really like a choice between picking and choosing or should you just go all in on some of them because they're so small in scope like clash of the titans four plus a kraken plus a, a pegasus i mean you could just go after the kraken and probably be happy because i think we both agree it's the best piece of them all it is it's the most sought after it's also well pegasus they're both pretty fragile but, um, but if you could have one you want the kraken yeah that's the showstopper i mean it's it's huge it's still huge to this day um i would say the the smaller lines aren't necessarily easier to collect for because they tend to be a little more expensive, like stuff like in humanoids, where there's like under I think fifteen characters altogether. Those three monsters are pretty expensive, right? Clash of the Titans, you can get the four core figures no problem, but then Pegasus and uh, the Kraken. It's so I wouldn't say it's necessarily easier. Um, it all depends really there there's some stuff like i mean we can go into like the black hole which really fascinates me that they even made this into a toy line this was of course migo again uh for anyone who doesn't know the black hole i'm just you know it's a late 70s movie trying to cash in on star wars and it's this really bizarre macabre I disney. Was, disney which is crazy because it's completely dark and it's it's actually a horrifying movie it's i call it a haunted house movie in space because it's very creepy and it's actually really scary but they made toys for the black hole <laughs> like, if you've seen the black hole like it's amazing to me that us kids were subjected to that like that yeah, but look at look at the stuff that came out late 70s and early 80s early to mid 80s there's a lot yeah. of dark fantasy stuff for kids yes but nothing about the black hole is fun. Nothing about it is fun. So 
I mean, maybe at the beginning fun about the they... Dark Crystal, though. Like, there's nothing fun about the Dark Crystal. Dark it's Crystal's a serious fun. thing. It's a fun adventure. It's a scary adventure, but I think it's it's a fun adventure to go on. There's all these different locations. The black hole. There's no fun, and it's like people are betraying each other to survive, and this ship of just like d- essentially dead humans, zombie humans. It's quite terrifying, and they made this into a toy line, <laughs> and it did very very poorly. That's another great example. Those figures, most of them are pretty cheap until you get to like old Bob, who I believe was only available in Canada, but he's about 2,500 loose. I'm, so. uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a space sci fi movies and put out by Disney. So anything in the wake of Star Wars around 78, yeah. 79 was going to get turned into a toy to try to get some of that merchandising power, I think. Uh, well, they're like, hey, if, if Kenner did it, with Star Wars, we can do it. Our movies in space, yeah, no, nah, nah, it doesn't really work that way. I think the difference is, you know, something like the black hole. They went into production without even like the ending written because oh, they wow. wanted to get it that. done so quickly to take advantage of all the the space. You know, do you know what fads. that makes sense, dude? Because I, I've debated this with people for a long time whether the ending is good or not. But the ending is makes me feel weird because yeah, it was like, tacked on. But it's you know what I'm talking about when. Maximilian or uh, Reinhardt is actually inside Maximilian or something like it's and then he's in hell and then the other the heroes are supposed to be like in the Garden of Eden like they go to heaven but it's like everyone dies it's just it's crazy man if you guys haven't seen it I'm I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus you can check it out but I recommend it highly it would be like if Luke blew up the Death Star and instead of like everything that followed after like he finds himself in heaven, but like one with the force and talking to other people. And he well, yeah, it, it would be like the end of so Return weird. of the Jedi. Think of the end of Return of the Jedi, except instead of Lando and the Falcon, it would be Luke. Um, and then Luke blows up the Death Star, but Luke doesn't make it out. The Falcon blows up too. It'd be like, yeah. whoa, like, yeah, crazy like that. Yeah. But anyway, they made a toy line of that. It's very small. Uh, what's another good one? Can you think of? I can think of a couple, but if you want to throw a couple out there, I mean, it, like, there's there's not a ton of cops figures or visionary figures out there. Visionaries those, is a great those one. Are, those yeah. are my go tos. Those are the things that still get me excited when I think about them. Or I'd love to have them on the shelf. I didn't like the visionary ve- vehicles. I thought they looked really, really strange. That they, they um, are really weird. I, I agree. Even they're very like geometrical. They're almost like polygon yeah. graphic, like PlayStation yeah. Five, like Descent looking vehicles they're really Uh, weird recon's big ship and i can't remember what it's called um our buddy darren had it it was just this it just didn't look like it looked like if you were to make a ship out of lego that's what this thing would look like right yeah it's a hodgepodge of weird triangles put together now chris star is a good one that's a small line uh cops had two waves uh two pretty big waves actually uh that line is fantastic what a great show 65 honestly, episodes at least to support I, the... you had larry hama writing the file cards i don't understand how that line failed it was you know there were joe they were basically gi joes but six inch yeah do you know why man i thought i thought the show was great i have no uh, idea i know i know there it, it got pushed around a lot the cartoon and the cartoon yeah. had to get renamed to cyber cops because of the live action show cops right there, there was uh right confusion and like brand issuing and lawsuits and stuff like that uh you also the the line is called cops and crooks but the show is called cops 
so there's a little bit of a disconnect there. I mean, they obviously look like them, but the figures don't really look like the the cartoon they, counterparts they in a lot of cases. Well, yeah, and then like, Big Boss like, looks way different. Berserker looks way different. I think the toys look way better than the cartoon, but yeah, and all the all actually all the female characters were not made. Mainframe yeah. wasn't made. Nightshade wasn't made. Um, so that's a really really sucked too because they were really cool characters um speaking of the cartoon not looking anything like the figures let's talk about ljn D. there's another yeah one of my favorite lines of all time still to this day and confusing as a kid you had this cartoon that was just awesome man about these i think five or six kids go through the roller coaster they come out in the land of D D or whatever and then the toy line came out branded advanced dungeons and dragons based yeah. on the advanced rule book of the role-playing game. And then they tried to tie in like War Dukes in one episode, Stronghearts in one episode, Tiamat's in the intro. But the figures that came out, none of them were the the, the five or six kids. Yeah. So it was like you, you weren't any of the hero characters. It was just... It, it, Nothing it lined up. Sense. Yeah. It was the Rubik's Cube you could, you could never solve. And it wasn't just enough to have Dungeons & Dragons in the name of all of them. Because they were each for a different audience. Clearly. It was just, yeah, it, it made no sense. Like, how hard would it have been to make those, those... And I apologize if it's five or six kids. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've watched that. Let's just say six. Those six kids, right? The hero characters. And they all had their own class. Um, that would have been great. And then having these other characters to kind of accompany them. You know, you could have Kallik and Warduke as like the, the main bad guys. But... It, it didn't go that way. And and that line is has got some of the most beautiful figures ever in toy history. And it's just one that not a lot of people try to go for or know a lot about. It's a shame. Well, we got we gotta talk about it. Our our staple that we have been avoiding for a while. Go that's for of it. course Captain Power. Captain Power, yeah. Well, I mean See, it's that, a short, it's a very small line. There's not a lot of characters in it. Uh, if when Danny's yeah. watching this, I'm sure he'll chime in. I think there's something like 10 figures. Maybe it's nine. Maybe it's less. And there's like a dark I, trooper prototype. I honestly, I'm familiar there. with the first wave, not so much the second, but yeah, there's, there's under 10, I think. Yeah. There there's under 10 for sure. And then they have like more than 10 vehicles, which I think is like, or like, you know, vehicles and bases and stuff. Which is really interesting, right? Because when you're gonna, if you're gonna collect that, the figures are easy to find. Um, they all, a lot of them have vac metal parts on it, which which makes it really, really fun. Nice. Like stand out. They look great. Yeah. Uh, but it's the vehicles you're gonna have the trouble getting in the condition that you want, and of course, everything has a battery component, so you're going to have to worry about the acid from batteries of yesteryear burning stuff or not being used. Yeah. And look at the Transfield base, you know. This is something that is a little like a little bit of a bunker, but it has like a million pieces to it. You know, we were talking last week yeah. about Eternia and all the weapons rack uh, accessories that comes with that. The Transfield base has a, has a ton of little just pieces everywhere. So making sure you can get that complete is pretty hard if you don't buy it brand new because you just don't have the market for Captain Power like you do for G.I. Joe. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Um that's one that absolutely made sense. I mean, that show was almost built for toys, right? I mean, the the very by design, yeah, yeah, the interactivity of you and the cartoon tapes that you would buy or the show itself, yeah. I mean, it was meant for figures. That's like a it's, perfect 
if you could create a show like that's the perfect example of toy to show how it works right and it's funny because they wasn't in mind obviously action figures were mine but the interactivity wasn't part of the original sales pitch what sold it was the fact that uh the group that did it which was led by masters universe director gary goddard who's in some interesting hot water but anyways he uh he had trademarked the name captain power and it was on yeah. the name alone that Mattel said, you, there's no way you've got that. He's like, yeah, yeah, we have Captain Power. And like, well, that's just a great marketable name for an action figure hero. Right. And he had also had the Bible, which I've showcased on other uh, episodes that we've done before and everything laid out. And the Mattel had this other interactive technology that yeah. they wanted to marry with something. So like, oh, well, this seems perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. And of course, borrowing as much as they can from He-Man, Captain Power, and the Soldiers of the Future, like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the whole power on, I have the power. The But it didn't work. The, the rules of what went into a kid's show or movie were definitely different back then. I mean, Captain Power, we've said this a million times, that's a dark show. Like, yeah. That's a really grim, grim show. Um. It's funny that you know just to watch that, but you know what? I think we grew up okay, ish. What about Dick Tracy's? Is that a uh, lesser known line? Is that worth collecting? I well, Cap- Captain Power, Trash or Treasure. Oh, that's a treasure for sure. My only, my real gripe, of course, is with the human face sculpts. But really, yeah. now that I think about it, even more than that is the fact that they didn't make uh, Vac Metal for Sauron. What a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, because all the one. other considering all the other figures had it. it. Yeah, um, uh, cops and crooks, trash or treasure. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Treasure, yeah. Visionaries, treasure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crystar, uh, Arco, Air Raider, Centurions. Is there anything that's really trash? <laughs> I guess that's the better way to come at it. What lesser known lines are are like super trash? Would you say? <sighs> I don't think any are. Are really trash to be honest. Uh, I was never a big fan of Crystar. Um, yeah, nothing off the top of my head. Even Black Star is a very small line, but I, I like that too. Uh, I just can't think of anything. Can you? That that's really trash. I don't really like Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. You know, yeah. I like the characters as a kid, but when I think back as like. But I like them because they're very much like the Sinister Six or, you know, Batman's stable of villains. They were different. They were comic booky because they're yeah. born of that same era, right? But those figures aren't great. Of course, they're easy to pick up. There's like almost no unique accessories. They all have this stupid gun. The <laughs> blank, the blank is the coolest figure by far out of that entire line. Yeah. Uh, it's like DC's the question. But it also had a briefcase and it had the removable mask, which none of the other figures really had anything. So it stands out for the way it was designed and packaged to begin with. But to me, it's probably the closest to trash. And because there was no subsequent movies or a TV well, show or anything, it just, I don't know. I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. I found a trash. I found a trash. Right. Uh, Galoob's uh, A-Team figures. Boy, are those horrible. Like, horrible figures. The uh, the 3.75 specifically, the 6-inch aren't that bad, but the 3.75 are terrible. They all have generic colors to separate them. So Hannibal's blue, BA's green, like the entire suit. It's like they have army suits on, and their head right. sculpts are so bad. Their weapons remind me of like Dollar Tree 
army soldier guns. They're terrible. There you go. I love the show, but I can't stand the A-Team toys. Trash. All right. Your trash is A-Team. Mine is Dick Tracy. And and I, well, I don't really love the movie. It's okay. It's good. Uh, there's stuff that you love as a kid. But when you look back, it's hard to get behind it. And I don't know if that's just the marketing that, that sways you at the time, the excitement, getting you know emotionally invested in stuff. Um, the blank is that one exception, but I just can't do it for that for that. Well, line. there's there's other stuff, and I have my example here of Kenner's Knight Rider with a six inch scale uh, Michael Knight, and I love this toy. Always love this toy, but think about it and how much making this toy back then made zero sense because that is literally the only figure in the line. So yeah. what are you gonna do? Have Knight Rider like visit? your star Wars guys to solve a crime. It's like, not to mention that he towered over the, he towered over He-Man figures. So it's it's, it's a like, little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like it's RoboCop, like, right? Like RoboCop, you're going to have RoboCop and what Ed 209. And then what, you know, they right. had to make like the cartoon and then there was a live action series, but it wasn't really for kids. And then it was like RoboCop, yeah. like the Batman thing with all these extra gadgets. And it makes sense. Cause RoboCop could have all these new like enhancements theoretically, but I don't know. Felt weird. Or Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice figures. Yeah, like a new figure for every different suit that he wore in the movie. Like you know, easily a film kind of aimed towards adults. Who wants to play that? I've never even seen that movie in its entirety. It annoys me so much. Beetlejuice always did. Oh, such a good Um, movie, Johnny. You bring up that. That's actually one I'm on the hunt for. That's my next grail. Is that uh, LJN Magnum and Ferrari Magnum PI? That thing is wicked. Beside Michael Knight. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I love I love the Michael Knight, but yeah, that's uh, I wouldn't say it's trash. I would say it's a treasure, but it's one that again I, I don't understand what you were really supposed to do with it as a kid, right? It's just a one-off. But and, cool. and Ryan saying that he loved the Beetlejuice figures, I just didn't understand how you played with them. I understand that they were literally <laughs> taking Beetlejuice from a scene in the movie, not from the cartoon. Yeah, not from the kids' cartoon that came out, but literally taking. Yeah, you know whether he was in his like he had the shrunken head. You, you might not have seen that part because it's near the yeah, end. Or he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like in the black and white suit with the arms and he's got like the merry-go-round head on. Like, how yeah. do you play with that stuff? Is he, I played with him with my Ghostbusters. Cause That's, he's like, dude, a, that makes sense. That's pretty smart. Ghost, but like on its own, how yeah. does it work? It's like the failure of the uh, Kenner Indy, Indiana Jones stuff, because every figure for the most part was scene specific. Like you're describing the Beetlejuice. So it's like, you can only play Indian German soldier disguise for like that one part of the movie when he's trying to get the arc, right? Like yeah. it, it makes no sense any other way. So these very scene specific figures, it just, it didn't work. Beetlejuice yeah. sounds even more scene specific than the Indiana Jones stuff, man. That's crazy. Yeah. How, how are you going to play toys, yeah. kids toys for an adult movie that were scene specific? Like talk about multiple strikes. It's that song, dude, that, I'm not even gonna. I hate that song. Ew. Can't. It's a. It's embarrassing. Harry Belafonte. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you want to get to action figure spotlight? Is Michael Knight your spotlight? No, no. Oh, so no. you're sneaking in two figures now. For the last few weeks, I've noticed you've taken a few minutes to talk about the thing over your shoulder. But no, it's not my spotlight, brother. This, this table has spotlight. been here every episode since we've started shooting down here, and I always yeah. Have but you haven't different. you haven't always referenced it. You haven't always referenced. Oh yeah. The toys well, on this there. is part of you're the, taking more screen topic. time. Part That's not our contractual obligation. You're, our contractual obligation is not to talk about anything. We're action figure spotlight, except for the action figure spotlight. Action figure. 
You got it. Okay. Yeah, this one I have is uh, it's a new figure. No, it's not from Hasbro. Um, finally, God, what wave are we on? Wave four, I think, for uh, Super Seven. And uh, <laughs> I thought you were done with all these. Not the Thundercats. Yeah, you said you canceled all your pre-orders. You're not doing them anymore. I did cancel my pre-orders. <laughs> you just happened to still buy them. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I got them cheaper somewhere else. We'll just keep it at that. Yeah. Uh, so this character is rather obscure. He's only in a few episodes. Um, but I actually haven't even opened this yet. I've seen him a little bit. So I love the Thundercats Ultimates. And, and they're some of my favorite videos that I make. I don't think I'm going to make one on the snowman. Look at that packaging. Super Again, 7 Ultimates. Just like my Disney one from last week, it's just glossy, impressive. Gorgeous. It stands out. It looks good on a shelf or behind a wall. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. We have the Thundercats logo, and I love the reveal of the Ultimates. Here we go. The snowman of Hook Mountain. Look at that. You can hear the Thundercat roar. Look at that guy. Woo, baby. And he's heavy. So he's he comes a big boy. with ice spear and lance. He just doesn't have snow meow, which sucks. That's his mount. But there is snowman of Hook Mountain. What a fantastic figure! This wave is probably one of the weakest, I think, as far as characters go. Who's in it? Uh, Pumra, Linkso, and Monkeyan. So Monkeyan, I mean, is the last of the three. Uh, uh, you know, but the bad guy trio, I forget what they're called, but uh, Link. So, I mean, he came in later. He's all right. He's the, he's the blind guy. He's kind of like the Obi-Wan character. And then uh, Pumra was from one episode where Mumra went into disguise yet again <laughs> to foil the Thundercats. Oh, and he does until about 10 minutes until the episode is up. And then they figure it out. Weird. How it all happens that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, has uh, Jaga been released yet? Yeah, he was in Wave 3 last wave. You, yeah. So we still them? haven't got Wave 2. So Wave 1, Wave 3, and Snowman is from Wave 4. We haven't got Wave 2 yet. Hmm. I don't I don't get it. But I want a Spirit not... of Jaga figure. That's what I'll take. I'll take a glow-in-the-dark, translucent Spirit yeah. of Jaga figure. That's that's a really cool idea. Yeah, because Wave 2 has Tigra and, and Mumra, like big Mumra. Are they ever-living? The ever-living. We haven't got them yet. But waiting patiently. There you go. Uh, well, for my action figure spotlight this week, it ties into that guilty purchase I made. And this is uh, something that I picked up on the action figure adventure season two road trip. And that is a box set of the Fantastic Four from Marvel Universe. You're, it's funny you're talking about three and three quarter inch figures. I still, still love this line so much. The figures are so cool. Again, this is something that is destined to be open because the figures are that cool. Have a good look at Mr. Fantastic, uh, Invisible Woman, Herbie, and Thing. I don't know why Human Torch isn't part of this. He was released separately, but just not uh, in this you know four pack, which is okay. This four pack was quite affordable. I think it was like thirty bucks. Canadian. Yeah, that whole line is great. You were grabbing up a ton of those. I remember I got a couple yeah. of levels from that line. I will say that even though with this being 30 bucks, a lot of figures, which you know you can only get secondhand now, or if you uh because they don't release them obviously still. 
they're up there and cost in rival Marvel Legends price. So do oh, you wow. want a Legends figure at six inch scale or do you want something that's three and three quarters? Is it about display space? Because the sculpt is just as good, I think, on these. Now, if I'm going to have a gripe with something on one of these figures, it's like Mr. Fantastic. There's really nothing special about him. But you know they what? Don't I have, don't like I don't like. They don't have the all legend. the long arms or anything, or they don't, don't have like anything that. that's pull off. Yeah. But I was just gonna say, you know, it's refreshing to get some figures for once and not have a hundred different fists that come with them, and just be able to put them on the counter. Do I want a half translucent Invisible Woman? I think that's the obvious play. There's certainly a lot less Invisible Womans that are just completely uh, solid, and um, I think this is kind of based on the Ultimate version of the figures by the looks of it, and maybe that's why. Human Torch is not there, but I really like the thing in that uh, display as well. And that character, for some reason, it's really hard to do the thing well in action figure form because I think you see the joints so easily against that rocky orange texture. Yeah. Yeah, I like having Mr. Fantastic without elongated limbs, if you will. It's like I can use sure. my imagination for that. I don't need a lot of the legends. His fingers are long and stuff. It just looks stupid, but. The most recent one, he's got the white lab coat, which kind of looks cool, and he doesn't look elongated as well. Although I think it's a missed opportunity to not have like a stretch Armstrong, Mister Fantastic. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Because yeah. again, the play feature ties in with the figure. So sure uh, Cactus Jamie is saying, Cactus Jamie is saying he paid seventy dollars for a Professor X from that line. So that just shows you the cost of those figures going up. I grabbed. Um, they're above me here. I grabbed a Silver Surfer, a Magneto, and a couple of the two packs that they did near the end of the the runs where they're just battles. I think there was like a Hulk and Wolverine and Colossus and oh, Juggernaut wicked. stuff. So wicked. Yeah. That'll do it for another show. Jay, where can people find you? Guys, check me out on YouTube. Thank you always for the support and uh, the great conversations that we get into on my YouTube videos. It's just Jay Bartlett and... There is another, and he is caught up to me. Where uh, the Exorcist Jay Bartlett is the other Jay Bartlett, and he's my nemesis. I love the guy. I don't know the guy, <laughs> but he's at the exact number. I was beating him this week, and now he's caught up to me. He's buying subs or something. Something's going on. He's buying yeah. subs. I he's love buying it. Subs. Yeah, I, I'm convinced. Buying subs. I blew by him, and then he's like, "Wait a second, that." That toy geek is beating me. And then there was a haunting somewhere in Connecticut, and then yeah. you know he got caught up to you. Everybody's paying attention to yeah, him. So again. I am the the long haired, not exorcist Jay Bartlett. So check me out on YouTube. You can have conversations with me on my YouTube channel here. Hit like and subscribe so you can see when all the new content comes out, of course. Buddy. Check out Action Figure Adventure Season 2 on Kickstarter. Become a backer today. Join the adventure. Get some exclusive rewards and get them all before they end up anywhere else in a super fan-friendly, community-supportive <sighs> kind of way. Uh, on Twitter as well, at Rob McZob. And when it comes to YouTube, you'll see here that... There's more Wait, than one Rob McGallum. So you already had it queued. Let's look at you. Yeah, I did. I want to see, see the other one. I'm at 1.15 subscribers here, but yeah. down here, this is this is the gentleman we have to go against here. Robert McCallum, who's all about <laughs> survival bug out bushcraft, has 3.87 okay. subscribers. So I'm about well, halfway there. I'm about halfway there. So you gotta beat William Wallace McCallum. Now go to search me now, and you'll see just for everyone that it's the same exact 
number. This is crazy. Watch this. 224. 2.24. 2.24. What what sucks is that he's the one that comes up first. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think even when I was beating him, he came up first. He's got more videos. That's probably why. I don't no, know. because if you go to me, I've got 218 videos. I came up first here, and this guy down here has 487 videos. He got twice as many videos, twice as many subs, and yet I come up first. Uh, he's twice as good as me, but I'll get you one day. And your little dog, too. <laughs> well, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, for the love of toys and the warmth of scarves, which we've got to get back on because it's starting to get warm outside, uh, take care of uh, each other. Take care of yourselves. Take care. No, we'll take care of each other and yourselves. Do it. No, take care of yourselves and each other. You know the best what? Time of the day is. Is uh, playtime. Jay? Yeah, playtime. Playtime is the best time of the day. It's It's been confirmed by a recent study. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a trade cool day.